3: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the HJ Daily. Uh, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had some fine guests joining us. Uh, Mark Smith is a comedian and Derby County fan. Mm. And we uh, discussed the possibility of George Clooney becoming the new owner of his club. Seems, seems unlikely. Yeah, a bit but of a who quiet knows? news day, I think it's yeah. fair to say. <laughs> uh, Max and Ivan came in. They are two uh, comedians and they've written a new sitcom uh, based in the world of wrestling. Yeah, uh, so Grapple fans will they love were that. Fun too. ITV2 mm. tonight. Uh, so we chatted to them. Our old mate Mark Burcham uh, joined us as well. Uh, former yeah, uh, QPR, great. Millwall, hey day for Canada, Canada midfielder. Yeah. Uh, he coached over there as well with the national team. So very excited to see them make a World Cup, especially under an English coach. We had some um, clips of the week pewter from 2003. Yeah, um, and uh, they turned up some good stuff. So we hope you enjoy those and. We had a bit of a chat about various things as well so plenty to get stuck into today
4: seven minutes past one good afternoon everyone good afternoon off new Fletch calling for Will Smith to be disciplined. There. yeah, what a three film ban. Film ban, <laughs> they'll be a bit like referees, they can only do three low budget indie movies.
3: <laughs> the next three films, no blockbusters.
4: <laughs> I asked the producer if we could get Colin Hart on to analyze the, yeah. the Smith rock fight. Was it a punch or a slap? Colin, would be for saying, me, he played the greatest, <laughs> he'll be doing all that, wouldn't he? And it clearly rubbed off on him. Good old Colin, he, yeah. it was an open hand. You can see that he didn't punch him no, from behind, it looks like a punch, but the, the, well, the, v- the follow through is, is an open hand it's a slap the head of the Oscars committee had to go and look uh, at the uh, <laughs> yeah. go and look at the monitor <laughs> was right. advised to go and look at the monitor <laughs> to see whether it was a yellow or a red anyway everybody's talking about it I think, we've, are, I think yeah. we've just about exhausted that haven't we, we? Have really. I don't think we'll dwell on it for too no no too we're not long. going to be um, uh, Max sent me this tweet that somebody sent Who did yesterday you, Max uh, Rushton Max Rushton yeah yeah uh, from Australia he, he saw this tweet and he thought I'd be interested in it he said everyone on TalkSport reporting cricket should be sacked right. and replaced by Andy Jacobs I know I could do the whole thing on my own yeah uh, he said on the first day of the Ashes series that this was the worst thing the team ever and Roots should be sacked and he was right too many people <laughs> but, on TalkSport are kissing Roots you can imagine But Andy says that before
3: every cricket match I've sat here with him <laughs> and we've been 190 without loss and we lose a wicket and he'll go that's it 250 all out I'm, I mean but usually som- right. sometimes he's right <laughs> Sometimes he's wrong, but if you know if you're that pe- if you throw yeah. enough
4: pessimism at the wall, some of it's bound to stick. Yeah, but guess who who's who's sent this? that? Yeah, uh, Alexis Alejandro Sanchez. Uh, I said when I want opinions on cricket, that's who I turn to. Spanish cricketers. <laughs> if Charlie Baker was here, we'd suddenly have a list full of Spanish cricket puns, wouldn't we? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Craig Brathwaite the uh, West Indies yeah. skipper, mm. was very nice about England after the game. He said uh, England batted well throughout the series. I Oh. From their <laughs> point of view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when was
3: that? Yeah, we are going to have a chat about this later on. Uh, Joe Root feeling that giant strides mm. have been made. Um, but they're, they're not obvious, obvious, are they? And we will look at some alternatives for the captaincy. Because everybody says, who else is going to do it? Ben Stokes, maybe Johnny Bairstow. That's, right, yeah. That's it. But we'll we'll throw a few curveballs in there a little bit later on. Uh, we are going to examine George Clooney's uh, potential ownership of Derby County. Yeah, um, I mean never mind Ryan Reynolds Wrexham fans We are going to talk Wrexham later on they Has revolve, he got the money though they in the, oh, He's
4: probably worth a few quid Yeah you know But it's worth a few quid And football worth a few quid It's often different Maybe he he'll a be a late bidder for Chelsea I don't think he's got the money Oh okay <laughs> you you're sizing up all the people that got the money. We want to get you involved. Chris Bryant has already said that none of them are suitable. He doesn't even see them, but he thinks none of them are suitable. <laughs> He's not going to be happy till the club's dead, is he? That fair. This <laughs> Andy's new friend, Chris Bryant. So, um, yes, where was
3: I? We, are, I'm going to get Spanish cricket, as whether I want them or not. I know that now. I know how it works. <laughs> you me. do it. You do it out of spite. <laughs> but that's fair enough. I, I applaud that. Um, yeah. Now this Wayne Rooney did a gig last night. Bit sweary, bit sort of off-message. Yes. But like an after-dinner set with a crowd. Yeah. And 300 quid a ticket. and um, That's the
4: basis of a lot of stories. Those and, um, what do you call... Uh, planning news? No. Planning news, no. Kiss and tells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcasts. Oh, podcasts, okay. Podcasts <laughs> do, do, yield a, do yield a lot of stories. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, somebody uh, in the sun sent someone along, 300 quid well spent, double-page spread, basically outlining everything that was said. <laughs> and A lot of it was tongue-in-cheek, pops up teammates you know yeah <clears throat> excuse me jokey things but uh, one of them was a story about Roy Keane mm. he says he loves Roy but he can be he said you know he can be over the top at times mm. he said we played Newcastle away and afterwards Roy was watching the rugby league well, when he went out of the room I put the X Factor on and hid the remote yeah he came back in and asked who turned it over and I said I don't know <laughs> Um, he then went up to the plug, pulled it out the wall, and said, "Well, in that case, no one can watch anything."
4: Yeah, not untypical,
3: is <laughs> <So> it really? <laughs> there we are. Basically, so I'd call that an overreaction. Yeah, don't that
4: slight overreaction. So, yeah. uh, if,
3: uh, some of the some of the great overreactions, sporting and otherwise, you have witnessed. Because sometimes you think, "Well, you know, that escalated far too quickly." How did we get to this stage from that? If you want to share those with the class today, in the Roy Keane envelope then feel free talksport.com forward slash H&J extra 8 uh, sorry text 8 to 1089 or tweet to
4: TSH&J when I was chatting to the producer this morning oh, I said pretty Ting. cool but- Yes. Yeah. I said, Tim, what? We, we ought to do that Wrexham game. What an exciting game. That sounded an absolute cracker. He said, Oh, no, not really. I knew it would happen. It yeah, was Dover. He said, he's only interested in Torquay.
3: I know he is. Well, I mean, a man being fixated <laughs> on one club, he got an issue with that. Hasn't he? I haven't, no. <laughs>
4: it's great. <laughs> no, isn't it? at all. What a cheek he's got. What a cheek he's We're got. We're all fixated on one club, let's well, be honest. Well, I mean, there's fixations in this. Well, fixations. I don't know. I've heard you in the office talking to the or fellow Spurs fans. You all, all right. get together, have a deep like a coven. in depth. It like is a coven, it's an sort of in depth thing that nobody yeah. else would be interested in, but
3: that's fine. So, um, yes, um, we'd love to get you involved this afternoon. Uh, Kevin Pye Ellison, see, this is what you get, Simon. <laughs> that's that barely that's works, does it? Just because he's rubbish. on the radio this morning, it's vaguely Spanish, well, he's Spanish food, but have impilers and not
4: It doesn't really, work at all.
3: Really working time. It was good but, to see the IPL back. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah it was.
4: with crowds in India it was too.
3: Could one have see particularly what, could, could great have see game. people
4: batting longer than England in a Test <laughs> yes. match. Yeah. But it's, but the thing is they have this thing the they interviewed this coach in the middle of the game and he was obviously completely concentrating on what was going on Yeah, and he said would you mind answering the unacademy question of the day it's a typical IPL yeah. advertising everything's thing sponsored, yeah, everything's yeah. sponsored everything's uh, sponsored do the players who get a hat trick get to take home these new zinger stumps the bloke couldn't have been less interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> If
3: he tried, good. what a brilliant question. It'd be great to answer, ask that of sort of Justin Langer and he's in the, when he's in the zone. zone yeah. Imagine the a mouthful you'd get back. Or Roy Keane in fact. Oh, very good. So yes, have your overreactions as well. Talksport.com text eighteen eighty nine tweet T S H and Jake. The Hawksby and Jacobs
1: Daily Podcast.
0: in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
3: Quite like uh, Dan in Fulham's WG Gracias. That's quite <laughs> That's good, quite isn't it? Good. Good. Yeah, yes. The winner yeah. so far. Phil <laughs> Dos Freitas says G in Liverpool. Placido Domingo. Dominico Cork that doesn't sure all work quite at works. all Mark <laughs> thank you very much uh, Rail social Dad. that's very good Michael that's not what bad done. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it it's good. a bit early in the week to be doing these but yeah, yeah. it came up yeah. by accident and uh, maybe it should have stayed that way thank you though to uh, Gail who says uh, Andy Kadizic that may have just exhausted it <laughs> anyway it, really. um, looking for good news stories <laughs> David uh, Goya. <laughs> dad actually that's not bad <laughs> that's not bad actually <laughs> Um, so, um, they're looking for good news stories at uh, Derby County and uh, maybe there was one in the press this weekend. I think speaking to Derbyshire Live, the go-to uh, media outlet for Hollywood stars, George Clooney <laughs> let on that through his uh, friendship with uh, actor Jack O'Connell, a, a Derby fan, um, he's got a bit of a soft spot for the club. And um, okay. he's been following uh, Wayne Rooney's fortunes And said he'd like to help if he could Little did he know It would steamroll to the point that we're inviting Derby fans on <laughs> To say how exi- excited they are about having George Clooney <laughs> in the boardroom <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous really God. It's a bit of an escalation but Although Mark Smith was good enough as a comedian Derby fan to uh, to join us today Good afternoon Mark
7: Good afternoon, gents. Uh, yeah. Listen,
3: I, it's not going to happen, is it? Well, I it's don't look. Gonna. They they probably said that about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney at uh, at um, Wrexham, yeah. and and look look at us now. The six five games <laughs> they're enjoying at the moment uh, uh wins. So I mean, look, yeah, it's it's it does feel a bit of a, a leap, doesn't it? Really, from I've got a soft spot for the club. I like Jack O'Connell uh, to buying the whole thing, lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I've got to be honest. I got a call from your <laughs> producer and I said, this isn't a story. You must not have me on to talk about this under any circumstances.
3: It's not going to happen. We're desperate. Or, 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 yeah. It's international <laughs> week, you know. This, this
7: feels like a Friday story. <laughs> I'll be running out of material now. It's lunchtime. It's very but true. We
3: talk this, the three of us talk this up enough in the next five minutes or so you, you never know suddenly he, there's pressure on him he's thinking i'm oh, honestly you'll have an espresso machine on every <laughs> corner of the ground <laughs> it'd be true. fantastic you won't want would you for <laughs> for coffee
7: no that's right I, I, I think i think you sort of uh, hit the nail on the head with the introduction now i think the way this all started was jack o'connell as you mentioned is a mm. very good actor from derby yeah. big, mm. big derby fan um and he starred in a film called money monster a few years ago with george clooney and some other a-listers, proper A-listers. And I think at the time it was a thing where Jack O'Connell would come in and give him a scarf, say, George, pose with this. I can show him <laughs> my mates that you're a derby fan. And I think over the course of filming, he sort of convinced George Clooney, who by the way doesn't seem to be interested in football at all. He's managed to convince George Clooney to to pretend at least that he's a derby fan. <laughs> and uh, you know, from Little Acorns to <laughs> do Mighty Oaks Grow. And here we are now on national radio talking talking about George Clooney. D- the only thing I could think of, and the reason it's picked up as a, a national story, is that Clooney rhymes with Rooney. And that yes, seems yes. like a matchmaker.
3: <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're looking for telltale signs, things like he's making a... Uh, film about the the great war and he says this reminds me look at it, it reminds me of the old baseball ground back in the 70s and he's wearing a pair of like he's a gangster film he's wearing like white spats he said oh i feel like alan hinton you look for little yeah, telltale signs like that
7: reading between the lines aren't yeah we? yeah the, the dave Mackay type <laughs> wig that he's put on perfect
3: <laughs> yeah it's no it does seem quite unlikely to happen in all seriousness well i mean bring us up to speed those that don't follow the club where are we at at the at the moment
7: uh, well, we're in the same place we've been for a few months now. Uh, we're sort of waiting. We're just sort of waiting for Quantuma, who are the uh, the administrators, to give us uh, an update with some real substance. We keep getting updates every sort of three or four weeks, but largely it's, it's a sort of word salad. There's nothing actually being said. It's just a bunch of stuff on, uh, on headed notepaper. Um, so at the moment we're talking about, uh, hopefully this week, having a preferred bidder named um, we think we know who some of those bidders are. A lot of talk about Mike Ashley, obviously ex-Newcastle, um, mm. which I'd be I'd be pleased with that. I mean, I look, I know that Newcastle fans weren't delighted with him, but um, it's a certain sort of privilege to be in the middle of the Premier League doing nothing. <laughs> uh, at least you're safe and secure. That's mm. all right. You know, if it's between going out of business level Mike Ashley, then I'd take the guy who mm. sells the big mugs every day um but the 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 truth of it is now that there's a new rumor about mel morris potentially coming back and and fronting up a new consortium which i think would be i mean i i would i would hate that and Mm. i think most derby fans would as well but if you know again if it's a choice between that and no club at all then I, i suppose you'd go with well of course you have to go with that and then try and make some sort of change when he's there again but I don't know. Look, I'd, I'd love George Clooney. I'd take Will Smith at this point.
4: Yeah. So maybe we can have Paul Morris yeah, 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 in the uh, yeah, yeah. the Chris Rock role. No interlopers in the boardroom. Rooney himself <laughs> has done a, a brilliant job this year, I think, in incredibly difficult circumstances. And it, you've still got a chance, haven't you, of survival? It's going to be, it's getting tighter. It's getting it tougher tighter, every week. It's, isn't it? getting
7: tight, it's getting tighter. But you know what? The fact that we're even talking about it at hmm. this stage of the season, I think is testament to him. And Rossini as well. has done a great job as assistant manager. Um, yeah, in a weird way, this has been one of the more enjoyable seasons on the pitch for ages as a derby fan. Because I think, I think this season shown, and I've always known this, but particularly with the stuff around Abramovich at Chelsea and Newcastle's owners, I think largely most fans, save for a few sort of Twitter football fans, but most fans just want to have a club that they are proud of and that they can enjoy watching and they can support, and whether that's in Champions League or you know the National League you still turn up and support them and look out for the results or whatever. Mm. And this season has been great to see this many uh players at Derby both sort of old hands and and and, and kids basically in the team who really mm. seem to care. They've been really great on the field, they've been fantastic. And yeah, that's all down to um Rooney, Rosinia, and, and some of the more senior pros, to be in the conversation still with maybe having a chance of staying up. I think that's, a, that's a, that's a great achievement on its own. If it happens, which, you know, is going to be very, very difficult, but if it happens, it would just be a remarkable, um, uh, thing to have achieved. So yeah. let's wait and see. But I mean, I, I I'm always negative so of course we're going to be in we'll be in league 2 with uh, George Clooney up front.
3: <laughs> that's when the Clooney era began. I mean look you know in all seriousness when contemplating relegation is one thing contemplating your existence which even Andy mm. has found himself in that rarefied atmosphere recently that's yeah, yeah. that's a completely mm. different level of jeopardy the idea of the club not existing anymore in its in its current form.
7: Yeah exactly right it's a big club derby um, and and Rooney taking over he knows that going down is is something almost unthinkable for mm. Derby, but more than that, that yeah, the, the, it's an existential crisis that we've got, and it's something that the playing staff can't really do a great deal about. And I think that makes it very frustrating. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I say, whether we are Champions League or or, or, yeah. or you know National League, if we have a team and a club to support, then mm. that's that that would sort of do at this moment in time. Mm.
3: The the Forest fans, of course, have enjoyed the Clooney links. They gave us uh, oceans eleven points. Um, of course, they would have enjoyed that yeah, one. To be fair, not if bad. It, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If this happens, the Batman and Robin film would no longer be the most embarrassing thing Clooney's been associated <laughs> oh, with. Harsh. So, they've, honestly, they've they've been been queuing up. <laughs> have you got me on to do this. <laughs> that, have you just, got me on only two. I've, I'm not, not going to do all twenty of them. I'm just doing <laughs> two. Uh, okay. Lovely to talk to you, Mike. Where can we, where can we see you in action? You out and about gigging at the moment.
7: Uh, bits and bobs, really. If you go on my Twitter, I'm at Mark Smith stuff. You can find out stuff I'm up to, uh, making bits and bobs and staying busy. Good, you know how it is? Good.
3: Well, we hope things turn around for uh, for your club, and we'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. There we are, Mark Smith. There, good enough to uh, comment on a non-story. The takeover by <laughs> very, George. Very Breaking news here on Talksport: George Clooney <laughs> might take over Derby County. We can, you, we can give you no more than that. So we're going to talk uh, Formula One, shortly. Yeah, it was a very a good, good race. race yesterday. It was exciting. You thought it was a very, you thought it was a bit of a narrow track end. Very narrow track. That would sort the men from
4: the boys, wouldn't it? If you just have no way of passing, <laughs> if it's single lane, Only one in the way. Straight. But there was, yeah. sort of, there was, sort of, you know, more racing than you usually get. So yeah. New rules seem to be working well, except for Lewis. Yeah, well,
3: that's right. We'll talk about that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't particularly follow the sport. Thinking, Hang on. How can you be in that hmm. position for such a long time? And now you're, you're driving a clown car, apparently. How does that work? How do you finish 10th <laughs> uh, with the doors <laughs> falling off? <laughs> Bloke in front, of you were playing when the Saints go marching in on soprano sax. <laughs> the
1: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
4: Did you see the uh, punter that won 500 grand for two quid? He predicted eighteen League One and League Two matches wow. results.
3: That's very impressive.
4: Could have cashed out for four hundred grand, but held his nerve. Imagine Can that imagine? moment when you're sitting there hovering over that <laughs> oh wow. I Please think I would, for two quid I'd have taken the four hundred grand, but there you go. Well <laughs> Fantastic. done to him. Yes. And uh that story about Ben Chilwell was a bit you know, obviously I don't like to see anything involving animals like that. But that is that story, basically that zoo in America that's something they do as an attraction mm. so basically you have the tiger you, there's meat on the end of the rope the tiger grabs the rope or the meat and you pull it and he pulls you and you pull it and that's it yeah. obviously the tiger's used to it they tried to make out as if it was the same as Kurt Zuma oh okay it's absolutely ridiculous in the mm. in the in the editorial it says now Chilwell face is being thrown to the lions too you think well not really it's not quite the same thing yeah. is it I mean look you can choose whether you want to be involved
3: in that or not and he did yeah, if you don't right, level was, some criticism there, but, but it's, it's something that I don't, they I don't the think, do I don't think they have a, a like kicking a, attraction I can see your point Andy <laughs> uh, interesting piece was Steve Lemac the fine uh, uh, DJ uh, in the papers he mm. was talking about uh, his love of Colchester United I don't know if you saw this Andy in the Sunday no? Times And he said his favourite player... And this is how the times have changed in the sport. He said, favourite player, defender, Peter Corley. One night I got a cab home after a gig. I gave the driver my £20 and realised it was him. Oh, really? Yeah, one of his heroes. Um, He said, I tried to get him to come in to see the picture of uh, of us that's part of my Colchester United shrine. He didn't come. Well, Steve, it probably felt... A, a little bit Alan Partridge didn't it let me show you my back tattoo but you, what a great story that, one right? of your heroes driving yeah. the cab
4: over, over the years uh... it probably won't happen in the next 10 years no Yes. Well, it's not going to happen, no. is it? Over the years, uh, Sylvia Monk uh, has written s- several thousand letters to the Sun. Yeah, I know you're a big fan I of it, I yeah. am. And here she is with the, her latest, and uh, it's uh, She knows. she's just got the formula. She Push knows it, yeah. how to get it's the 50, It's an easy 50 quid for isn't it? <laughs> it's great that at 95, Her Majesty accepts she needs some help in the shape of her new golf buggy, writes Sylvia. Yeah, thanks. Fifty
3: quid, fantastic, isn't it? Brilliant. One
4: couple of those a week.
3: <laughs> it's not a, so bad. It's isn't it? a living. It is a living. Yeah. Uh, talking of uh, jobs, um, mm. we'll talk to Tim Vickery about this later in the week. You see, Marcelo Bielsa could be back in work. Bolivia. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. Okay. They haven't qualified for the World Cup, and uh, they're courting him. Yeah. He could be
1: back
4: in work.
3: In that they'll qualify thing. for the
4: next World Cup and they'll all be
3: burnt out by
1: the time they get there. <laughs> the, <laughs> usual. the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: Now, good news for uh, wrestling fans. There's a new sitcom uh, based on the uh, subject tonight. It's called Deep Heat. It's on ITV2 mm. at 10 p.m and Max and Ivan, the men behind it have, and they're starring in it and they've written it and they join us now good afternoon
2: guys good to see you good afternoon thanks so much for having us hello Very
3: exciting having your own sitcom on tonight I know
2: absolutely we're over the moon everyone yeah. should do it I recommend it it's a great <laughs> feeling <laughs> so I mean
3: this this Andy was telling me about your um, your shows in Edinburgh the kind of wrestlers versus
2: comedians yes so have you always had this love of wrestling where did this kind of sitcom idea did it kind of feed through that well there's there's an origin story that goes even further back when I, I myself happened to be the UK youngest professional wrestler when I was a teenager and that's where it all uh, that's where it all began. Um, I used to tread the boards and jump off the top rope as Max Voltage the human dynamo when I was 14 years. I don't know know why you're laughing, it's deadly serious. 14? Absolutely, 14. I had very laid back parents (laughs) who regretted their decision to let me go and train. Um, But Ivan and I became a comedy double act Hmm. and as soon as we got a chance, we put on a show combining Comedy and wrestling. That's
3: Again, I, yeah, there's some, I saw some old mm. footage of Joe
2: Lycett winning
3: one night. Which, yeah. uh, which
2: I wouldn't have expected. Absolutely, Joe Lycett, the Duchess uh, <laughs> entered the ring in a mask and revealed himself to the audience, uh, and is actually technically, I believe, the uh, the, the wrestling reigning champion. He's the reigning champion yeah. in Edinburgh. So, Joe, if you're listening to this, you're contractually obliged to come back and defend that yeah. belt whenever we next run. He that He seemed show. to really enjoy it, and he was mi- milking it. I noticed. Oh, he, he yeah. did.
5: He really was. Uh, he, he actually won the ladder match, which in which you have to climb up uh, a ladder and then snatch the uh, the belt that's hanging. Um, 18 foot in the air so congratulations (laughs) him.
4: and you've got two lots of audiences you've got people who grew up with the British wrestling and it's sort of probably 40 plus up to about 70 and then you've Mm. got Sort of the new audience, the WWF audience. So there's, there's a lot of interest and in, in awareness of wrestling.
2: Absolutely. Well, and we're hoping to kind of combine, I mean, I've got love for both of those worlds. Ivan, who's been dragged into the sordid world of wrestling, has <laughs> is, is become a huge fan as well. And it was made with a lot of love for that. Uh, yeah, like both the, like in the UK, we've got this unique tradition. We've got our own British wrestling culture and heritage. We've got the world mm. of sport. You've got those wrestlers like Mick McManus and mm. Kendo Nagasaki and Jackie Paolo and Obviously, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, and then you've got the the you know the big flashbang kind of American stuff. So uh, yeah, our show kind of combines a bit of both.
5: Were you a fan of wrestling event or not? Were you into it? I've got to admit, it wasn't really on my radar yeah. um, uh, until I met Max at university. In fact, and it was there that he put on a wrestling show in our student union for <laughs> for non wrestling fans, <laughs> and and it converted me. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was amazing to watch. I mean, uh, you know, at its at its crux, it's uh, it's a battle of good versus evil it's yeah. a soap opera that's dramatic and high-flying and spectacular and it's uh yeah it's
4: amazing yeah. I mean, and it's people been, knock it don't they, they yeah. say it isn't sport which it isn't well it's it isn't. sports entertainment it's yeah, sports yeah. Entertainment.
3: Because you have to be fit mm. and you have to be athletic to do it so yeah. you know i think they're all sporting and you get prerequisite. As we found out with hulk, hulk. Oh, yes, Hulk Hogan. We've met him a couple of times in East Yale. Struggling physically after years of being thrown around the ring. He's really? doing real good, brother. He's doing real good. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> saying his prayers and eating, eating his vitamins. <laughs> uh, now, uh, so tell us what the plot of uh, Deep Heat is, then, guys. What's the story?
2: It's set in uh, the Northwest's oldest and arguably worst uh, family run wrestling business, Boss Pro Wrestling. And mm. in the first episode, the, uh, the headline wrestler, uh, Nick Nitro, leaves the company with all of the good wrestlers, leaving behind his mum, who's the promoter, um, and his sister, Holly. And Holly's been prevented from wrestling her whole life by her overprotective mum, but all of a sudden there's this massive, you know, vacuum left behind by Nick. Um, her mum has a heart attack, goes into hospital, suddenly it's on Holly to save the company, keep Boss Pro Wrestling alive, and maybe, just maybe, get into the ring for the first time.
3: Oh. And you're both in it. Um, obviously, you've told us about your re- wrestling <laughs> background. Uh, Max, but what about you, Ivana? You're playing Woodhouse.
5: Yeah, um, I'm playing the perpetual roadie who's been there for, you know, eight years, uh, never stepped into the ring, but always believes that tomorrow will be the day that he, he actually starts wrestling. Mm. Not today, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, fun bunch of guys and the actors we actually got in a wrestling boot camp weeks before filming so we got them to train everyone does their own stunts um, they, they've all become passionate about wrestling they're all excited about doing more and maybe even taking the show oh. on the road and they're, they're well up for you know, yeah. taking deep heat on tour
3: now um, it's, it's been a kind of quite a few things creatively recently have been wrestling Fighting With My Family the movie the Stephen Merchant film absolutely love it and um, uh, and Glow of course mm. uh, indeed women's wrestling and uh, there was a sitcom years and years ago in the 70s it had quite the pedigree it was about wrestling written by Alan Corrin sort of satirist of course much missed that's right um, it was also it starred Leonard Rossiter as the manager and Alfred Molina went on to be a big Hollywood star of course uh, as the wrestler and uh, yeah, I, I think you might find some on YouTube. Yeah, called the Losers, 1978 it was. So uh, there's probably
2: um, there's probably out there somewhere if you want to go and check it out. We'll investigate. That's a great title as well. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, we've uh, yeah we tried to kind of hunt and research every possible uh, wrestling related artifact we could on on the way to to making this. Um, but yeah let's check it out. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you
4: have a professional choreographing the fights or or are there fights in it? We we are.
5: sure did, and that professional is sitting right next yeah, to me. It's, it's, Max. it's nice. Voltage, the human dynamo. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I should have been credited under my wrestling name, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for my wrestling work. We have got some amazing wrestlers uh in the show actually, alongside the yeah. the actors. And I think it's to the actors credit that you can't quite tell who, you know, who's who. Uh one of the wrestlers who's a super heavyweight called Bulk. Uh, he's an enormous man, and he demanded. Bulk Bogan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He's a, he's a, a, a bit- slight knockoff. <laughs> he's a bit phone jacker isn't it? Yeah. Bit Brian Vadonda, <laughs> yeah. Bulk, bulk Bogan, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he wrestles as bulk, and his only request after the show was that he just be credited as bulk as himself. Oh, oh well, fair enough. <laughs> So
3: it's uh, six parts, is it? Is that right? You got the, the six episodes. Yes, that's indeed. In the, yeah. in the first series, let's be optimistic. Well, exactly. Yeah, and if the loser's only got one series, so if you can get into a second, you'll okay. be the most successful British <laughs> wrestling sitcom
2: of all time. <laughs> well, that is without a doubt the aim. So, <laughs> fingers crossed. But
4: it's good that it's on ITV because ITV are the home of wrestling. If you well, that's right. Yeah, going back to the old days of Kent
3: Wharton and World of Sport, as you said. Yeah, Greetings, yeah.
4: Grapple fans.
3: That's yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Have a good week till next
2: week. Yeah, Fantastic. No, we couldn't be happier to be in the on the home of British Wrestling. It's a yeah. yeah, wonderful place for it. So, so we, so we you, interviewed Mick McManus, I remember we did probably showed only been gay about a month
4: or so I mean, yeah he came That's he good. had us both in a headlock
3: can we said we like? have a can we have a picture mick and he said yes yeah, sure." But probably so many people over the years <laughs> have they don't he doesn't just sort of put his arms around you or shake hands he gets you both in a headlock applying <laughs> <laughs> yes. he a little bit hair. too much i remember ball. his hair was his, fascinating. his jet black hair yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. it was yeah. it was yeah. we were <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> him, we kept him away from the fire didn't we <laughs> but no he could have gone up yeah but no he was uh he was a lovely guy wasn't he a few over the yeah. years he only passed away i made
4: a video with rowdy roddy piper did you what about yeah. that, Andy? I mean, that's yeah. right. It all went a bit pear-shaped, didn't it? Well, we did It was a health it. and safety nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was It was self-defence for kids. It was <laughs> a bit violent, really. <laughs> and still... didn't
3: somebody throw something in the ring and it clapped oh, yeah, one of the because...
4: kids on the head? <laughs> oh, yeah, <because laughs> basically the, he had with him, Rowdy Roddy, a sort of, it was like, you know these punch ball things and they've got a wood heavy wooden base? Oh, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. You knock it and it, the base keeps it... So, it's the, okay, but so he threw it into the ring. We <laughs> hit this we had all the kids in the ring hit this kid straight on the top of his head Tremendous. I sent the clip into You've Been framed They didn't use it. it was was like,
3: I I this like is going
5: point. into series two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I love the fact you're overseeing this shoot and there's um, some <laughs> 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 no no ki- one kid was harmed <laughs> in the making of this nah, film. But he was alright. He was he okay. He right. was let's clear that up. We don't have people <laughs> yeah. getting upset
4: with you. Going to get a he's lawsuit fine. after no, all no, these years. Fine. How rowdy is rowdy Roddy Piper. How rowdy was he? Was he? he was. He just
2: kept saying dare a dream. That was his that was his headline. catchphrase. I love Roddy Piper. I think he's he's one of in argument one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and I genuinely believe he was never taught to wrestle I think he just made it up he's just got pure, <laughs> pure freestyle, freestyle. Yeah. he just freestyled the whole thing he just yeah. vibed it out yeah. yeah
3: the world the British scene is 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 still out there it's pretty vibrant isn't it there's still people out there touring and wrestling around the country which is good apart from in the American style more really hitting each other with chairs and stuff
2: there's a bit, yeah, it's, Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we live in this modern age, cultures are all fused around, you know, music and wrestling, you know, genres kind of blend. And yeah, there, there is loads of great British wrestling out there and their wrestling. It's kind of a bit of a nod to the old world of sports stuff, a bit of a nod to the American, a bit of a nod to the Mexican stuff. But um, we worked a lot with a company called uh, RevPro. Uh, who helped us with uh, so much of the the filming and stuff that we did at Deep Heat? So highly recommend checking out some of their shows. There. Okay, I yeah. didn't like that
4: Mexican wrestler.
2: We we
3: got, that's a very funny clip <laughs> of Andy. We had the Lucha Libre guys come in yes. when they were at the roundhouse. Yes, of course. And um, one of them got uh, Andy uh, got, in a headlock again. An <laughs> arm. Got him in a, a and, and he went. <laughs> and then so to top it off not really reading the situation and he was a bit upset and in pain then got him in a really tight head
2: oh no it's hilarious gonna, he didn't find it so, i didn't find it we so thought it was hilarious like we're gonna need to break both your legs to make it <laughs> in order for you to even remember this conversation Something a bit more memorable yeah
3: so uh you guys are you've got um some shows coming up in london as well I and mean, you away from this i understand did i read you're doing like six different shows and sort of uh, over a course of a couple of weeks please don't remind me because uh, <laughs> I,
5: I, 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 I do thank have to for... learn
2: six hours of comedy and wow. thank you for I'm reminding of I'm a bit stressed right now yes <laughs> okay. that's exactly right we're doing uh, in our capacity as a, as a double act we, we tour shows all around the world and we it, slightly overexcitedly perhaps thought it would be a good idea to perform our entire back catalogue of six different shows on wow. six different nights so we're doing it at the start and the end of April at the uh, Pleasance Theatre in Islington one yeah. of them it's is fun. out Holmes and watson yeah and that's what yeah, right. wow. i see
3: yeah yeah so okay so, so so did it all just come back to you after all these years are you starting to rehearse them or i not? wish <laughs> i really wish
5: um i'm i'm just hoping that you know uh i i've recently become a father so i'm just hoping that you know in between changing nappies if i just if i just put the scripts you know nearby that they the, the words just float into my, my brain yeah, yeah. <laughs> hasn't happened yet but we'll see so, we, well, we look forward.
3: Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, Deep Heat tonight. Uh, Ten o'clock, ITV Two. Uh, full series will be available on the ITV Hub straight afterwards. There? So, yeah, six
4: parts, six episodes. Yeah, fantastic.
3: Nice. And uh, your show at the Pleasance in uh, London April the 5th to the uh, 29th all your different shows which you're going to just I, I take it you advertise that one that night so people want to come see a specific one or is it a lucky dip? Draw <laughs> it out of a hat, <laughs> like the FA it's,
5: Cup it's, it's lucky
2: dip for me. It, yeah, yeah Ivan's <laughs> An, performance will very much be a lucky dip. From the sounds of his process it may just be him abstractly changing nappies on yeah. stage get, whilst he reads his old scripts to his infant son. Uh, no yes it, we, yeah, all, all the shows are advertised uh, you can find it all on maxindivan.com as well and we break down all of, all of the six shows that we're performing. We're calling it the Max and of anthology, so Excellent. look out
3: for that. Good stuff. Lovely to see you both, and uh, best of luck with sitcom. We'll be watching tonight. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for, so having, nice. us. for having us. Yeah, deep heat. ITV 10 o'clock tonight from the
1: world of wrestling. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: Now, uh, about six months ago, we had a chat with John Herbman. He's an English coach. He's uh, mm. managing the, the Canadian uh, men's team. He would managed the Canadian women's team previously to uh, Olympic medals, and he was doing a fine job with Canada. And we talked about the prospect of qualifying for the World Cup and. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a pipe dream then but they were certainly playing very well which is why we spoke to John and say so we hope to later in the week as well but they've done it they did it last night they confirmed it to beat Jamaica 4-0 and it's their first men's world cup in 36 years mm. uh, and so we thought we would uh, celebrate now in the company of the only Canadian football international we know and that's the former QPR and uh, Millwall midfielder Mark Burcham uh, good afternoon Birch. afternoon chaps what about that? I saw you in the old maple leaf cap yesterday and the flag flying. Um, you're yeah. still invested all these years on.
8: Uh, de- definitely. For me, adopted country. I thought you'd get Ryan Reynolds on a Drake. I thought the glory hunters would be there, but you've,
4: <laughs> you've called me. So it's right. <laughs> you're an easier booking, let's be yeah, honest.
8: That's it, that's
3: it. We'll, be, we'll be honest, Bert, if you had the first phone call. But um, it is great, isn't it? As I said, we are really impressed with John Irwin when we spoke to him. He's done a sensational job.
8: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we had a couple of suspect hires before him, and John, who who done so well with the women's team, has come in, and it's been a perfect storm for us. Really, we've had a a really good squad of players, where a bigger a player pools are picked from that are playing at higher levels, mm. and I I think with with the COVID as well, people who don't know about our, our qualifying group, it's so hard to go to Central America and get points. One, with the crowds there, and the officials do get do. <laughs> <laughs> they do get swayed mm. by the fans, and I think with COVID and uh, the crowds not being there, it's really helped us with our qualification.
4: It's good news for you, Birch, because you know during the World Cup, British TV will be searching for Canadian experts when they play, especially they got England in the group. then you know, be, yeah, you know, it'll be uh, fantastic it... for you.
8: Andy Andy I'm not getting swayed I'm talking sport all the way you know that I'm saying <laughs> <annoyed>. he's offering <laughs> his services oh to yeah, us that's, <laughs> true. that's
3: true I remember years ago Birchie telling me when Canada first came calling you know um, said would you like to play the cat for Canada and you were mulling it over and they said we got a friendly against Bermuda next week or something and you thought yeah alright then <laughs> yeah, if I <I'm laughs> must <much." laughs>
8: yeah, that did sway me yeah, yeah. I mean, it was either that or dig out some sort of Irish heritage somewhere if Cascarino can play for him, I think anyone can <laughs> so so what's, uh, what's you, your what Canadian the, what is your remind us your Canadian heritage Um, my my granddad was born over there he was born in Winnipeg Mm -hmm. I think he lived there about a couple of years and then I I got called up for Wales because they were the family were builders they was out there building whatever they were building and then on the way back they they first port of call was in wales and they thought that they registered his birth there which turned out they did not I got called up for a a squad against belgium and then they found out my granddad was born in winnipeg which i already knew and it was on the tv here and we played fulham that that day and paul piccoliano played for fulham and the general secretary for canada was over and he was like do you want to come play for us and from my I thought, it was always been my dream to play for Canada. Of course, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was. Is it very interesting? I mean, looking at the team, they've, they've got some good players, well, not they? Much, I yeah. suppose you know, it's like all football now. You know, the countries have players playing in Europe and, and go back and represent, like Jonathan David, for example, wow. just played against Chelsea. For Fun, so, Davies. you've got some big, I mean, two huge Davies. players, Junior I mean,
3: yeah, Hoylet. yeah. Hoylets, there, yeah, Mary Aper, etc.
8: Yeah, with the Canadian youth team, the under-17s and 20s, I've coached quite a few of them as well. And uh, what's helped was the, probably the MLS academies. They really started to pick up about 10, 12 years ago because I suppose you're only as good as your weaker players in the squad. And my time with Canada, you was either playing in Europe and the ones that were back home in Canada, they weren't a professional league, they were playing college football. So now you've got the young lads that have got into Europe early and the lads that have been in the MLS academies, which are proper professional academies that are a bit like in England in the Premier League. So they've had that, they've had that system and playing for, for 10 years and now you're seeing the fruits of the labour. Hopefully it's been, been perfect. We can kick on. We're in this World Cup. We're definitely in the next World Cup because we're hosting it. And like when we won the Gold Cup in two thousand and one, and it was a massive shock because they didn't really invest in us. It was like Slovenia winning European Championships, and they never kicked on from there. So hopefully, we we can really start a movement because soccer's the they say soccer football's the most played sport in Canada hmm. out of anything. And when they get to sixteen to seventeen, if they're good at other sports. They they go that way, but hopefully, now we can really focus on on football being a number one sport in Canada. It never take over ice hockey, but it can probably get second. Who who
4: Mariappa actually scored for Canada? Yeah, of course
3: he did. Yeah, yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 cool I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, I do apologise. I mean, it was an own goal, wasn't it? I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think Thinking to myself, he's not Canadian. <laughs> um, so, when you were trying to qualify, what what made it so difficult? Who was the dominant team in your group when you were going for a World Cup um, qualifying? When, in well, when day?
8: I said. Oh, when I said the perfect storm, it was only three would qualify. And so it would always be USA and Mexico. Mm. And when I say the perfect storm, we've got a really good group of, of players. And the mm. States and Mexico have probably got the worst they've ever had. Yeah, You look at them, they've lost two and drawn four. And they've probably only dropped about three or four points in normal qualifications. So you've got yeah, Costa Rica and, in
3: there as well. So there was, like it was four teams in there, three other yeah. teams apart from you. Yeah. That the, were strong. The,
8: the f- yeah, the, well, that and Honduras. You see, Honduras mm. are bottom. They've not won a game. Mm. And I'm like most people when I first played against Honduras. I'm like, we're bad at these. These are useless. You go to Honduras. What's a hard place to go? No one ever gets points there normally. Mm. And they've got no, they've got no wins. So that's what's been spread. And that's why it's been perfect for us. So look, we've capitalized in it. John's done a great job with the team, mm. and we fully deserved it. But let's not get away from it. USA and Mexico have been really poor this year.
3: Yeah. Mm. And what do they make of you? And we know some of the stories. We probably haven't got time to tell them, especially the snake one. <laughs> That's for another <laughs> yeah. but, um, show. But what yeah. do they make of you, uh, sort of for Millwall and QPR, old school, coming into the... Oh, were 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 did you frighten them?
8: Oh, do you know what? I was really accepted <laughs> by them because I think I was the first first non-Canadian really to be in the squad they've never had someone chose chose Canada over other countries mm. and I come in and they, they really accepted me it, it was a bit like an English dressing room or British dressing room because we had Craig Forrest there yeah. as I said Peirce, Thomas Rosinski, Mark Watson Jimmy Brennan Paul, Paul Solterry all played over in England so it was it, I, there was no language barrier a little bit they couldn't really understand me yeah <laughs> 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 Well, I used to to have to slow down talking but no it was brilliant and it was a a great decision so I'll be going I'll take my son to Qatar we will watch it I promised him so Oh, really? Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely go. Yeah. Well, when it was first drawn, I said we just go. We would probably have the reversible England Canada shirts on, so uh, <laughs> that should be interesting.
4: Yeah, it'd be good if they get England in the in the group stages. That would be good. Yes, yeah, so,
3: yeah, yeah, fantastic, excellent.
4: Well, good. It's been, to- I think this was mm. Friday, is it? Oh, so it Tuesday is. Clock. Yeah, we'll it's find- very good of you to speak to us today, Bets, because I know you're terribly depressed at the state Chelsea. And the prospect of them going out of business you know, completely.
8: Do, yeah, but Andy, as a football fan, you never really want to see a football team be in that problem unless they're Chelsea. And yeah, if course. they are, you're over the moon. <laughs> yeah,
3: of <course> you are. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Birch. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Cheers, chats. There right. we are. Mark Bircham there, former Canada midfielder. And uh, well done to... Uh, Canada on qualifying for the World Cup. And so we'll hopefully catch up with John Urban if we can later this week to talk more about the uh, finals. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week
3: what happens when you let Fletch, ro- uh, Fletch write his own scripts isn't it of course <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> quaking in their boots material so um, we've got some classic Eclipse <coughs> uh, pewter these um, are not- so old I they can't are. believe it. Uh, the, the producer just to remind you again uh, of the dusty box of old mini discs found in a corner um, and I wouldn't say they're gold, they're pewter. They're sort of warts and all <laughs> clips from back in the day. The producer, 19 years old. These the producer has uh, put, yeah, 2003. We've not heard them since. He curates them. But we bring them to you in good faith every Monday around this time. Mm. We've got uh, 12 for you and uh, some very youthful uh, sounding presenters kicking off with uh, Alan Brazil and Mike Parry at the launch of the new
6: Premier League season. And I wonder, that trophy next year, you, mate, yeah. I wonder, could Alan Shearer be lifting it? Uh, could he? Could the captain of Chelsea be lifting that trophy? That is glorious. I'm just looking at it, Alan. I'm just knocking it there with my plastic pen, so I'm not damaging it or anything. It's a very, very rare trophy, of course. It's <laughs> yeah, not great to whack it with anything, <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: just whacking pen. the trophy with <laughs> my <laughs> hammer. Why? <laughs> 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 it to prove that it was there. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Mike. This is racing expert Derek Tomo Thompson on breakfast, discussing a jockey who he was struggling to make the weight. He's always had problems with his weight. When you play golf with him, he's, he's, he's almost the same size as you. A big, strong fellow and all that. So he, he doesn't need anything. Um, but he's been struggling to do about 8.12 recently. And, you know, you don't get many horses. Yeah. You
6: well, know- oh, Tom, will talk to golf. I think I can play in that Bishop Stortford one for oh, you, by the way. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, Alan. Alan not
3: massively invested <laughs> in the the quite heavy jockey. More interested to make sure he's got a day out of the golf with Tom. So just do it on air. Um, so let's go over to the calls now. Roger, welcome.
6: Hello? Hi. Hi. Can I hear you all right? Yes, I'm Roger from Ealing, OK?
3: <laughs> can I
6: hear you all right?
3: <laughs> I'm Roger know, from you, Ealing, I'm, OK? Sounds like an say. old music hall act, <laughs>
4: doesn't he? Fantastic. Good old Roger from Ealing. <laughs> to Mr. peculiar <laughs> feeling. <laughs> exactly. Back to Mr. Parry, who was boasting about his sporting prowess.
6: You put a target up over in the clock tower in the middle of the course there. I bet you I'd hit it bang in the middle because when I used to play darts, when I was at uh, the University of Nottingham, uh, University of Trent, actually, in Nottingham, I was known as Dead Eye Dick. Well,
3: I, yeah. I think it was something, no, like no, something like that. Something like that. Nothing to do with the <laughs> um, uh,
6: Alan Brazil again, who was uh, looking ahead to an upcoming guest. Clive Allen, talking to Clive a wee bit later on about what a great goal scorer Clive Allen was. He's not that sort of lad, Clive.
3: He's not one to boast. Oh, yes, I was marvellous. In 2003, in he
4: can't happily come on and tell you how good he was, but not anymore. Yeah. Here's Messrs Brazil and Parry with the competition.
6: Right, 18 minutes past 11 o'clock, we've teamed up with numbers 118 118, the new directory assistant, to give away a grand a day. Earlier, I asked you, what is Rocky's surname in the film series? We have two contestants on the line who knew the answer was what, Mr Parry? Rocky Bill Bauer.
3: <laughs> kind of. Sort of. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mr Brazil
6: couldn't let that one lie. I have to pick up on something. What did you call him out there? Rocky who? Uh, Bill Bauer. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. Uh, no. What do you think his name is then? Rocky, F- we're, Rocky we're, Smith? We're, we're talking a part of bass uh, territory and spin. Bill Bauer, I'm telling you. Balboa, you chub. Rubbish. Bill Bauer. Atletico Bill Bauer. Uh, was a, a team managed by Howard Kendall. I've remembered that as his name ever since. Atletico Bauer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mike doubling down there These when he's clearly he? wrong. <laughs> Over to Fisherman, Fisherman's
6: Blues now with Keith Arthur. I used to be, uh, when I, I worked um, the first job I ever had, because I had two Christian names, they called me Harry Harry. Oh, is okay.
4: Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah, Your okay. name was Keith Arthur. I've got they no call Keith and Arthur. Good old, uh, good old Harry Harry. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Uh, one, one, He's not uh, Keith Keith, is he? Okay, we well, don't
3: dwell on it too okay. long. It was, one like, last it was 19 one. years ago, <laughs> mate.
4: <laughs> True. Yeah. One last one. I won't sleep tonight, worrying <laughs> about that. One last one from Big Al. Looking back on the weekend. Uh, The worst referee's decision of the weekend was the cooking of Dominic Matteo.
6: Yeah, I can see you getting sent off. (laughs) I can see you getting sent
3: off. Should be a straight red if you cook someone, really, shouldn't it, I would say. Definitely. Here's a very youthful Nigel Pearson, who was live at a game, we think. Shortly after that, burnt Haas. (laughs) Well it can happen If you're cooking someone on the pitch
4: That can happen A final one from Mike Parry Who of course was having a go at singing Rolling Stones songs
6: I I sing things like Shut me up
4: (laughs) Shut me up Shut me
6: up Bubba cup Shut Me Up (laughs) up. (laughs) Buttercup. Actually, I think it was Shut Me
3: Up Bubba Cup. (laughs) He's normally very good at making up lyrics that he's got wrong (laughs) on the hoof, but not not on that occasion. And finally, it's Tony Cascarino and his then co-host Patrick Kinghorn on Drive.
6: Question four, Dave. Edward Gohoi, one of the other Premiership tools...
4: Edgar de Gaulle. I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> Edgar de Gaulle. Ed de Hoy is
2: the word <laughs> you're looking for.
4: Edgar de Hoy. Well, that's true. Uh, oh, hi. So, there we are. <laughs> no wonder he ended up punching him. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous.
3: Uh, anyway, there we are. There's uh, some uh, old Clips of the Week pewter <laughs> from 2003. we we'll see if we can dust off a few more. It's a, <laughs> Very good. It's all new to us, this, isn't it? It's well, that long ago. It certainly we, uh, is. Yeah. Good old Alan sounds about 12, doesn't
4: he? He does. <laughs> Did you see the story about the... Strictly in the World Cup, the BBC are really quite worried about this because. Yeah, Well, I suppose it's the same. with you know, they are staples of that. Uh, I'm a celebrity,
3: and and Strictly, yeah, that time of year. Yeah, so and they're, they're going to be they're games. Gonna, they're going to play them in the summer instead. They're going to move. They're going to move them into the summer. <laughs> well, they could
4: do. Well, no, no one watches, do they? Not to that extent that time of year. Well, I would imagine Strictly is more popular than football. I would have thought so, unless it's England is more popular than football. I would have said so. What, what generally what, if you in life? Put, if you, if you the had, world's Strictly, game against celebrities if, dancing. If you had Strictly, or say it's uh, Canada against, I don't know, who could they be playing? All right, Portugal, so they qualify. Canada, Portugal. Canada, right. Portugal. It's on BBC, we've got the game, and it's on that time, Saturday night. What do you think would be more popular? Canada, Portugal, or Strictly? Wow. Okay. Well, look, you put it like that. I
3: mean, you've chosen a game at random there. So um, okay, should we ask know. the listeners? So you're sitting there. It's November well, the 20th. You're
4: Portuguese or Canadian? It's
3: November the 22nd. Talksport listeners, we are going to go to. Uh, we ask the burning questions. It is International Week. We ask the burning questions uh, here on the on the show. So we, we will take to Twitter and give you the option. It's uh, it's six o'clock Saturday evening. Yeah. If you're sitting at home. It's uh, Canada versus Portugal, Cristiano and all etc cetera. Yeah. Um, or it's Strictly. Blackpool. It's it's, it's got to be Blackpool weekend. So you're up in the ante now. (laughs) You're coming to Blackpool. Yeah, it would be Blackpool weekend. That's different. So, um, yeah, and I mean, this is a talk sport audience. So my gut feeling is most of them, we'll go with the football well you say that but well, let's yeah. find out um, at TSH and J we'll set that up for you and ask you that question what's the point we will ask you that question now and we'll bring you the results at four o'clock who cares no, but no we will bring you the results definitely somehow we got into Spanish cricket as earlier on I can't quite remember
4: it was Silly. because somebody suggested, Alexis Sanchez, suggested that I became head of the ECB. That's right, not not that that Alexis one. Sanchez. There's
3: no. uh, somebody else obviously, uh, <laughs> using that name. Uh, Silly, midon, Silly midon, Don Quixote, says uh, Sean. Not sure about that. Marker Ramprakash, says Jack. Yeah. Um, and on the subject of Canada, sent my mate in Canada a message this morning, says Mark in Manchester, congratulating him on World Cup qualifying. He, Carl, played for them in 1986 finals, started his career with Oldham, He grew up uh, stone's throw from where the Etihad is. He lives in Vancouver where he's a Whitecaps legend. That's Carl Valentine for those fans of the club. So nice one. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, it is good. To see uh, some new names, or really, you know, it's been it's been a long time since i have been in a World Cup. Yeah, there's been a Under lot of interest. We've speaking to
4: Todd about it on Friday.
3: There's a yeah. massive amount of interest in the country. And so we'll do our yeah. best to catch up with uh, John Urban a little bit later on, except for when week. Strictly's on. Except when <laughs> Strictly's on, you know. Yeah, I mean, we run that past him. Say, John, okay, just I know you'll be in the dugout, but will you be watching Strictly on your phone or Dancing with the Stars? He probably watches English Strictly. He's invested in that. It's very right? true. Yeah.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast,
3: Andy. Was talking earlier on about uh, Strictly, and I guess uh, by association, I'm a celebrity thinking, where are we going to schedule this Mm -hmm. year? You know, it's sort of November into the start of December. That's when the World Cup's going to be on. They worry about their figures. And Andy think, he thinks Strictly is bigger than football, depending if it's not a sort of a, an England, hopefully yeah. one of the other home nations yeah. playing Yeah, obviously would be bigger. But, but um, we put out the scenario of if it's um, Canada versus Portugal, Andy picked a couple of names out of the air there, and they're playing at six o'clock, or you got Strictly, what are you going to watch? We've, uh, we've put it up as a poll. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's the talk sport audience. I thought they would universally go for um, yes. the football. But it's more a fa- fa- so.
4: it's a fam- it's <clears throat> family viewing, isn't
3: it, Well, I've got a hardcore football fan David Morrissey the fine actor and uh, friend of the show good afternoon David he says strictly 100% that's unless Liverpool sign (laughs) Alfonso Davis or Jonathan David. then I think you'll find he'll be watching the football when he's got skin in the game oh yeah absolutely but he's going strictly at the moment so we will bring you you, we will bring you the results of that and bring you updates on uh, what most of the listeners are going for maybe in a position to okay let's have a look well I'm going for the football Andy you might want to vote at the moment 76% of the talk Sport listeners, because they listen to talk sport, are watching Canada versus Portugal <laughs> oh. uh, as opposed to strictly Blackpool. I'm watching strictly, oh, yeah, really. <laughs>
4: yeah, I think I am so bad, so bad.
3: Um, so you can, nice. uh, yes, add TSH and J, TSH the minority. Well, no, I think you I are am, at the moment, am, yeah. although it's just you and David Morrissey at the moment who are going with strictly <laughs> just the two of you, you can go around, you can go around each other's houses but and watch be it nice. together. Yeah, good. <laughs> Um, I'd rather watch Big Al cook Dominic Matteo than watch Strictly, <laughs> says Kelvin <in> Chichester. <laughs> it's Nando's and maple syrup all day over dancing, says Richard. <laughs> I think you're underestimating Strictly's popularity, says Rob. Um, yeah, uh, even mm. Mark Burcham will probably have uh, <laughs> one on the Paso Doble during the Portugal-Canada match. He probably will. He probably will they watch They are
4: worried about it because you can imagine that if they do put on some game like that and they'll get absolute pelters, won't they, from people.
3: What, instead of. Instead they won't of
4: replace it. They were, I imagine ITV would get that game. I suppose that's what they're going to try and do. Yeah. But then, you know, they've got I I mean, if, a you're,
3: if you're the, the chaps, you would, if you're & Deck, you wouldn't want to be doing a live. I mean, they're both big football fans of England yeah. are on BBC. Um, and, of They'll course, be Talk watching. Sport. Uh, yeah, they may have, have to have earpieces in wherever <laughs> they're doing it from Wales or. Australia, yeah. listening to the commentary. Yeah, it's good. It's right, it's a scheduling nightmare, Andy. You've, you've brought it to it our is. attention. It is. Well, yeah. Well worried about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: Thanks for all those who responded to the chat we had a little bit earlier on, a Twitter poll. If Canada were playing Portugal at the same time that Strictly was on the other side, the Blackpool show would add to entice you even more. <laughs> How many of you would watch that live game when you got... You know no interest particularly in it. it's a World Cup match which we played the time strictly's on or would you watch the dancing 75 percent of the talk sport audience unsurprisingly they're going to watch a game of football of they might have got a different outlook on talk dance our sister station but for now thanks for everybody who uh, took part
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
3: Well there we are that was the best of this afternoon I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Charlie Baker from one Andy will be with us again on Wednesday We've got some World Cup qualifiers to look forward to tomorrow etc um, so do hope you can join us if not the podcast will be available at around four o'clock thanks for listening
1: you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport
0: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times